Hey, Fred Minnick here, and on this week's show, we're going to talk to the biggest metalhead in the universe. That's right, heavy metal time and tequila. Giddy up. The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey, by Michter's, and by Heaven Hill Brands. So this week's guest, Jose Mangan, you can hear him all over on SiriusXM. He is an amazing advocate for one of my favorite genres of music, heavy metal. I am a big heavy metal fan. I've had incredible heavy metal uh, stars on this show before, and I'm so excited to have the ambassador of um, of heavy metal on the show. Of course, we have a lot of mutual friends, uh, such as Danny Wimmer and uh, Clay Bush, and many other many other people in the metal community. So you're going to enjoy this week's episode. Also, he owns a piece of a tequila, and the guy really is brilliant as a taster. However, we had a little bit of a tasting that kind of fooled us both. You want to listen to the whole thing to the very end. So don't go anywhere and enjoy this week's episode. But first, a word from our sponsors. People want a great whiskey that isn't like every other whiskey. So nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak, 291 Colorado whiskey is distilled from grain to barrel to bottle. Exceptional Western whiskey, unlike any other. Passion permeates every sip. Utilizing grains from the Colorado Plains, water collected from Pikes Peak Reservoirs, and finished with Aspen Staves, 291 Colorado Whiskey is an award-winning single barrel and small batch whiskey. Hard made the Colorado way. Our recipe, our stills, independent and always rugged, refined, and rebellious. 291 Colorado Whiskey is proud of its humble roots and excited as we expand to new frontiers. Get your taste of Colorado at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Online orders available or find a bottle near you. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink responsibly. A stamp of authenticity, a commitment to quality, and a guarantee of transparency. On March 3, 1897, the Bottled and Bond Act was signed into law, and an important part of whiskey-making history was born. Now, 125 years later, it's a tradition that Heaven Hill Distillery is proud to preserve. From simple pleasures like Evan Williams' Bottled and Bond and Mellow Corn, to more rare finds like Old Fitzgerald Bottled and Bond, and Henry McKenna Single Barrel. Learn why Heaven Hill Distillery is the number one producer of Bottled and Bonds. Explore the history and requirements at bottledandbond.heavenhilldistillery.com. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Cheers. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18 month or more air dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller, Dan McKee, and our master of maturation, Andrea Wilson, say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to michters.com, 
or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. Stream the biggest movies and TV shows for free on Pluto TV. Watch movies like Titanic and G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, plus TV shows like CSI and Star Trek The Next Generation. Starting this month, check out the 24-7 Stargate channel exclusively on Pluto TV, plus hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows absolutely free. Download the free Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start watching today. This is about something that lights your fire when nothing else will. This is the Mark Devine Show. This show, we're going to discover and dive in and discuss what makes the world's most inspirational, compassionate, and resilient leaders so courageous. Transform the nature and functioning of our own brain for the better. Go put your virtues in action. Be the best version of yourself. Life is a practice. Day by day, get wiser and stronger and grow. How do you understand enough about your own mind and psychology and emotions? And how do you develop a reflective awareness practice to actually get in the driver's seat of your own mind? We go in-depth with people from all walks of life. Martial arts grandmasters, meditative monks, CEOs, military leaders, stoic philosophers, proud survivors, and more. Every episode turns our guest experience into actionable insights that you can learn from and lead a life filled with compassion and courage. I started putting all these little tools in my pocket, started to reflect a lot and meditate. There has to be a balance between movement and rest. It all starts with us. We cultivate these qualities in ourselves. We become a beacon of light for others in the world. Please join us on the journey. The Mark Divine Show. hoo And joining the Fred Minnick Show, Jose. How you doing, man? Good to see you. What's up, Fred? Yeah, man. Thank you very much for inviting me on your show. It's an honor. Uh, it was super cool to meet you at the Louder Than Life Festival in yeah. Louisville, Kentucky, which is, I know, um, a festival that you and Danny Wimmer are uh, badass partners on. And it was cool to sip on a bunch of bourbon out there and to see all the bourbon being represented, you know, at this <laughs> awesome metal festival. Uh, but it's nice to be on here with you, brother, man. It's, yeah, it's super cool. I got a lot, lot of respect for you, Fred. Man, Danny can put on a festival, can he? I mean, he's just yeah. – he's like the the heartbeat of, of hard rock right now in terms of the festival world. It's amazing. I do. I love being a part of uh, these DWP festivals. I've been working with Danny and the team for, man, I guess it's been – since the end of the 2000s, I mean, I've been hosting stuff for him. I think oh, my wow. first festival was 2011 that I hosted for Danny, Rock on the mm-hmm. Range. So, yeah, man, it's 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 super cool to be uh, just close friends with him. And the, the way, like you said, the way he brings these festivals to the fans and the bands, uh, I love being a part of it. I'm honored every time I get to get up on stage or to do some sort of cool serious XM broadcasts from these festivals, man. It's uh, one of my favorite things to do all year, man. Work hard so that we can rock hard at those festivals. Absolutely. And of course, you are, you know, for a lack of better term, the face or the ambassador of uh, hard rock, heavy metal. And, um, you know, you can't, uh, you can't rub elbows in, in the heavy metal space without coming across you at some point. What, how did you, how did you build up to that? What was your kind of like, uh, how did you get into the, you know, did, did you like wake up one day and say, you know what, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the guy in heavy metal. I mean, how did you get here? No, no, Fred, dude. Um, I mentioned to you about, we were talking about tequila first, um, 
before we started this and just how, you know, I'm a fan of that. I've been mm -hmm. a fan of metal since I was in kindergarten and I got into Shout with the Devil, Motley Crue as my first tape that I got uh, when I was in kindergarten. My older cousins got me into heavy metal and hard rock. So I've been a metalhead, Fred, since uh, kindergarten. And wow. I've been a metal ambassador, someone that's been spreading the music as a fan for many, many years. Uh, when I went to college in Tucson at the University of Arizona, majoring in chemistry, that's where I started at the college radio station in Tucson. And I did their first ever heavy metal programming show, a really cool thing that I did twice a, or once a week for two hours. And I did that for four years and I was going to school to be a pharmacist. So when I went to graduate school in Tennessee, for pharmacy, uh, I got a job at an FM rock station. So I'm still doing this for pennies, Nothing, never about money. It was just mm -hmm. about spreading the gospel of heavy metal music to as mm -hmm. many people as I could and, and showcasing the bands, the veterans, the emerging bands, and just uh, providing a passionate voice for the music. And then I won a national award in 1999 for best metal DJ in the country in an album uh, in a trade magazine for the industry. And that's when I started getting job offers. And that's when I decided to leave pharmacy school after a year, uh, three more years left to be a doctor of pharmacy. But I left to work at a record label in, in New York City called TVT in January of 2000. That summer, I got contacted by Sirius Satellite Radio, and I ended up getting a job about six months after I started at TVT, helping mm -hmm. to build the rock department at Sirius Satellite Radio. And so I've been with the company for 22 years almost. This September, wow. it'll be 22 years, Fred. So, um, dude, I've just been a fan. I never was doing this stuff for money. Even in the beginning, it wasn't even about money. It was just about being just a pure fan of metal and trying yeah. to infect as many people as I could with this bug that loves this music. So I've been very fortunate, dude. The company has gone, you know, just up and up and up. When Howard Stern signed on with us in 2004 is when he announced that he was coming. 2006 mm -hmm. was when he started with us. That's when my life, Fred, changed. And a lot of his fans came over to our company and they're rock fans. So they were listening to my channels. Uh, you know, I built Liquid Metal or Heart Attack back in the day, Octane, Ozzy's Boneyard. So these were channels that I just loved, but no one was listening to until, you know, Howard brought his people. And then that's when it just went boom and it wow. exploded. And then I just got more and more opportunities because of my position at Sirius as a curator, as a tastemaker in this metal music. Uh, and then I just started, you know, there was nobody really flying the flag for our music publicly, no host. There was nobody out there on stages everywhere, on big and small stages across North America, across the world, you know, cheerleading for heavy metal music. And so I never thought of it. It just, it just happened. The more I did things, the more I became this metal ambassador, this person, this face, as you said in the beginning. And I just, embraced it dude and i love it and i i carry that responsibility on my shoulders everywhere i go i preach metal i'm a yeah. i'm a high priest of heavy metal music everywhere i go i don't have an on and off switch 
Yeah. I, I never, I've never had that, dude. It's always been 100% heavy metal music. And then my life has, is, is intertwined with it. I, I don't wear two different hats. I'm not the metal guy. And then I'm the, the, the father or the, the employee or something else. Like I'm always <laughs> this metal guy. And so it's made my life easier, Fred. I don't have to try. I just do it with love every day with passion and it pays off to be positive, to yeah. be unifying, to bring diverse sounds of heavy metal to the American and Canadian audience. Dude, it's, it's an honor. It's a dream job. So that is how, in a kind of a long story, how I'm here. If it wasn't for my education and for my schooling, I would never be here today. And for chemistry, not for journalists or, or, or music or any of that stuff. It was chemistry. I'm a nerd. I love it. Well, you know, and we're we're going to geek out here on some tequila. Usually, the format yeah. of the show is we we have we have whiskey, but today we have uh, we actually have we have two tequilas and and two mezcals. So, oh man, I so, love uh, it, Fred. We're we're gonna we're gonna have some fun here. Uh, but first, I know you, I know you're you're a, you're a part of uh, Riazul uh, Tequila. Uh, your investor in it, you know, go ahead, hold that bottle up, talk about it a little bit. And yeah, you know, Fred, I, man, well, I love tequila. You know, there's certain things in life that I just really, really love. And that's, you know, metal music, uh, tacos, tequila, and I love weed. Those are my, those are my things. And I surround myself with awesome, uh, brands and with, um, you know, companies that I love and I'm a fan of. Nobody's mm -hmm. paying me anything. Nobody's saying, here, dude, here, you're, you're going you're gonna to be the spokesman for this. Like my wife and I tasted Riazul Añejo, which is uh, two years aged in cognac barrels, a gorgeous nice. Añejo. It's almost extra Añejo level. Um, and we tasted it in New York City at Guy Ferreri's restaurant called um, – Guy Ferreri's American Kitchen, I think it was. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, in Times, yeah. Yeah, in Times Square. We had yeah. missed the concert, went to the wrong venue. It was my fault, and my wife got super mad. She didn't want to go to the concert, so we ended up uh, going across the street to eat because we were hungry. And we ended up talking to the bartender saying, hey, we're big fans of Añejo Tequila. You know, impress us. And he pulled out a bottle of Riazul, which was, at the time, the owner was based in New York City, so people knew who he was and then he they they gave us this you know we got two glasses of, of Riazul Añejo and we loved it it became our favorite I had our liquor store carry it I you know introduced this to my friends and to artists and celebrities uh, in my office at my home at our parties it just became something that we spent so much money on and eventually I, I uh, hunted down the owner on LinkedIn and when I finally reached him and contacted him, I was like, dude, hey, I'm a big fan. Like, here's who, what I do and, and, and here's what I would love to do. At the time, I worked for Jägermeister and Jägermeister didn't want me to promote any other thing that goes in a glass, in a shot glass. And, there, and, and I was a paid dude for Jägermeister for a few mm -hmm. years. And uh, so I left Jägermeister because I wanted to be able to publicly say, I love tequila. And, you know, here are all the different wow, types here of you are, you I were love. bottled. All this time, you were a bottled up tequila nerd, and yeah. you contractually couldn't. Oh man, that'd be that'd be yeah. tough. Well, I mean, because I'm so public, Fred. I'm so yeah. every the things that I love. Like I told you, I'm I'm very public with my passion for these things, and I love being 
in love with these things in life, man. It feels good to love hard, to love something that you are really into and to love it hard. So yeah, man, I, I couldn't do it with, uh, with under the Jägermeister contract. So uh, I quit that and, I, and then I invested money, my wife and I, which we probably should have saved for some other stuff down the line, but we invested money into Riazul Tequila. We love the owner. Uh, and then we ended up going uh, out to the ranch in Mexico several times, uh, really uh, getting into the art of tequila making, mezcal making, seeing it firsthand, uh, being able to describe it, to smell it, to educate the masses on tequila and mezcal because people don't know, Fred. Yeah. And I know you know this. They don't really know. They just hear tequila and they think, oh, my God. That's what I had in college, uh, in high school, and I got so sick, I turned into a different person. I won't have that again. And it's like, no, 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 no. That was shitty tequila. That was actually called mixto. You know, that's the the stuff, the Jose Cuervo, the, the white label, the gold label, everything that you and I had growing up as tequila, that wasn't tequila. That was only 49% from the agave plant and 51% sugars and shit. And that's why people get sick when they're taking, when people are pouring down shots down their throat, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the next day they feel awful because that wasn't real tequila. I'm trying to educate the world on real tequila and how you're supposed to sip on it, mm -hmm. not shoot it. You don't need salt. You don't need limes. That's all garbage that just gets in the way of tasting the real essence of the agave plant, of whatever type of expression it is, a blanco, a reposado, añejo, extra añejo, the new classification now, cristalinos, which are añejos gone through a reverse charcoal process where the color is removed and it's a clear añejo. This is a vast category in premium tequilas, man. So I study this stuff every day, Fred. Um, I'm a big fan. I would like to be more involved, but right now I'm happy being just a big fan. Well, now you just got to get serious to do the uh, to do a spirits channel, you know. And then you know, <laughs> well, you have, you'll you be have, you'll be programming that. I don't I got mean, time for that. We dude. do it together, you. right? You know, well, there's. Well, uh, I, maybe I can have a, a small one-hour show, but <laughs> I'm so busy with liquid metal and octane, Fred. You can you can have that actually, but that's a great idea, and you know. The company is always looking for uh, ideas for unique programming uh, uh, opportunities. And I think a spirits channel is actually so good. And I'm serious. I'm going to bring this up to my boss. And you will be definitely a part of it, man. Well, I love so, that. You know, Roger yeah, Coletti and I, I actually, we, we know Roger Coletti. Of course I do. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've talked to We've talked about it, uh, you know, before. And I've been on, I've been on okay. volume several times. But uh, I, every time well, I well, go there to the uh, to the New York studios, you know, I'm bringing I'm, I got fistfuls of whiskey, and then uh, I go back there and we're just drink you know we're drinking out of star from cups or whatever, or, or if I brought glassware. But it's always it's always a good time. I tell you what, the the serious studios are so much different than you know pre COVID versus now. Like because pre COVID, you'd show up, someone would be there, take your picture. There would be like. Yeah, you know, there'd be all kinds of like uh uh whatever celebrity was in, like their entire posse would be there now, which is like one person. So different. So yeah, man. And I, I haven't been back to the New York City studio since before COVID, man. So um, but yeah, I was there for fifteen years and yeah, you would go to the bathroom and and I'd run into 
to Hugh Jackman or Gene yeah. Simmons or uh, <laughs> Tony Bennett. I was walking Slayer uh, up to one of the studios and Tony Bennett crosses our path and then Slayer's freaking out. They're like, oh, it's, it's Tony Bennett. And then Tom Mariah, <laughs> the singer from Slayer goes, Mr. Bennett, it's nice to meet you, sir. You know, get super proper. You know, he's a singer from Slayer, like eating raw meat. And then, wow. uh, and then he meets Tony Bennett. I remember when Dave Mustaine met Pat Sajak from the Wheel of Fortune, just, you know, uh, Robert Plant walking down the hallways, saying hi to Lady Gaga, uh, you know, Howard Stern, all the people in the elevators that we would see at the New York City headquarters, man. It's, it's coming back. We just opened up the headquarters a few weeks ago now, too. So people are coming in a few times a week. They're slowly starting to get back all the employees and people and guests are coming through. So it's starting to pick up now. But yeah, I know, dude, it's, it's going to come back. Fred. Yeah. In LA studios, we have a really, really sweet too, but no one's there n- now anyways, but yeah. they're opening back up. That's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, we do got to get to the tasting here. Uh, so I'm, I'm bringing you in like you're, you know, this is basically, this is going to be just like a, like a competition tasting. You know, we're going to taste these, we're going to break them down. Um, and we're going to rank them and we're going to, we're going to choose our favorite. And so we've got, uh, we've got a, B, C and D. I have, uh, I know what was poured, but I don't know what order they were. Hey, Fred, before you start, can I just say something, how impressed I was with your packaging? Uh, Let me just show uh, your audience here. (laughs) I got this box and I've never got anything like this. And look how cool it is. Fred Minnick tasting. You open it up. It's so pro. There's an instruction guide right here. There's the cool stickers, uh, a cool coaster. Uh, You wrote me a cool little uh, personalized note here. And then there's the bottles that came in it. And it's so pro. And here's uh, here's a few of the bottles. I just want to show what it looks like. Labeled A, B, and C. Like these bottles are packaged in there. I've opened up thousands and thousands of packages and i've never seen something so pro something so um thought through and i love the presentation dude i'm all about that kind of shit and what you guys did here this is so pro uh everyone else yeah everyone else is just going to be copying what you do so uh, (laughs) i i appreciate what you what you did and what you sent me and like i said dude my whole family was like whoa Wow, that's impressive. And my <laughs> wife is all about presentation, and she was blown away. So nice job, Fred, and your team. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, so here is the blind tasting key. You know, you'll we'll, when we're done tasting, uh, I'll crack those open and find out okay. what we what we are, what we're having. But I will tell you, these are the bottles that we will be sipping. We won't know what they are. You know, you may buy flavor profile, but. Uh, the Anejo from a Legal uh, Mezcal. Okay. Uh, this is a, have you had these guys before? I've seen the bottle. I don't have that particular brand. I have not, I don't have an Anejo Mezcal in my collection, Fred. Okay. So this, this is a, this is not the smokiest of, of Mezcals that, that are out there. So, you know, it can be, you know, a little bit more, a little lighter than, than most, but it's very flavorful. Uh, well, that's an añejo. Most of the mezcales aren't aged, and yeah, so uh, so that's why that would pr- provide a different taste profile. Okay, what's next? Uh, dos primos. Um, this is a 
This is one that uh, I, you know, as as a media person in this space, I get sent a ton of bottles. Uh, I tasted this with my wife. We both love this one uh, a ton. It's, um, I think this release came out, you know, late last year, but um, very. What is it? So you see, you see there, little. Uh, yeah, is it? Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a little reposado. Tequila. Oh, reposado. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a te okay, yeah, yeah. tequila, tequila. Okay. Sorry, I, I can see it now. Yep. Okay, yep. reposado. Nice. I, I threw you off uh, there yeah. a little bit, and then uh, this one. This is a pretty famous uh, mezcal, and um, you know you'll find it pretty much everywhere. But uh, it's um, this one's unaged. This one will be. We'll we'll know which one this is right away. So this is the one yep. that you know you'll taste it and you'll know right away. So and I haven't uh, had that one either. That's so cool. Sieta Misteros. Uh and then this is a single barrel private pick of El Tesoro uh, uh yes. from a, a liquor store here in town called Liquor Barn. And this is uh this is a rep, but I will tell you it is when I tasted this, I was like, this is this is one of the best uh private selections of uh tequila i've ever had in my life it's uh it's i amazing. love when my the liquor store that i spend m most of my money on because the, the thing i the, the most expensive stuff i buy every month is tequila it's the most right. money i put in for anything uh more mm -hmm. than weed or anything else than food it's tequila but uh at my at our liquor store in costa mesa high time wine cellar they had they they're one of the biggest tequila distributors in all of california and they yeah they have a lot of special barrel editions of different types, and they've even worked with El Tesoro before as well for an Añejo. Uh, and I actually have a bunch of their uh, selected barrels for um, El Mayor uh, as well. So, yeah, but El, El Tesoro is gorgeous. I love the extra Añejo El Tesoro, which is called Paradiso. Very, very good stuff. So Top shelf. That, uh, these, are, these are four fantastic ones, but, like, if we were to do – you know, to do like a, you know, a victory here, we would just say we're tasting some agave spirits. Um, so let's, uh, let's jump into this. Okay. And let's start with, uh, let's start with glass A. Yep, I think. So, oh, so we pour, we, we open it and pour it. Yeah. Or, you know, you can drink straight from the bottle, too. That'd be fine. I mean, oh, you guys tighten. You guys tighten. He's pretty good. <laughs> well, you know, those postal carriers, they'll just crack it open. Those yeah. UPS guys will just crack them open and start. start okay. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm I got four glasses. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to pour in these glasses yeah. that I normally drink our stuff in. So, and I yeah. love having these type of glasses that wide at the bottom, uh, close on top so you can seal in those aromas. Right, Fred? You know, that's right. The, yeah. yeah. I'm a big, yeah. The, yeah, I'm going go ahead and pour all four of them if you want to. Okay. Okay, yeah. That way they kind of open up a little bit. And I'm going to I'm going to throw in one little other thing that I'd like you to do. And I, and I did this with one other guest. Uh and that was Be Real. And since you are oh, such I love Be Real. Since you're such a such a fan of uh, cannabis, I'd like yes, you sir. to pick, And it's today as we're doing this interview, and of course this will come out at another date, but we're doing this interview on 420. So yeah, I, I would thanks, like Fred. for you, <laughs> I would like for you to pair a uh, a weed with the, the, the tequila. So if you find a, or the 
or you know the spirit here so if as your do you do you pair it all do you pair spirits with weed or do you do those separately Oh my God! Oh, what a cool question, man! I love this interview. Uh, <laughs> so, what? So, is it? What do you mean? Like, as I'm sipping and smoking at the same time? Or yeah, that's are, right. Are talking, yeah, are you talking strain specific or? Like, yeah, so yeah. So, at, like, what would you? So you you sip this when we sit when you sip the tequila. Think about like what what you would like to smoke with it, and you can be uh, as oh. detailed as you like because. I'm finding, you know, and I did this with. Uh, I was hanging out with Killer Mike, and he was, he was oh, tasting. From Run the Jewels. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. I love. I love. And by the way, Jewels. you want to talk about a metalhead? That dude loves metal. Oh, I know he does, man. I need to get him on my show. I can't wait to smoke with him. You would days. love. Yeah, you all would get along yeah. real well. Oh, so, for sure, for sure. So he was tasting. He was tasting a. Um, I was having him describe the notes of of what he was smoking and i paired a i paired a whiskey to it and and he was just like oh my god he's like wow i've never like i think there there is a magical pairing with um with cannabis and spirits i really do i i agree but i am not that detailed when it comes to it man like i i I have different strains that I use. I usually love hybrids and indicas, but I've never matched profiles of the plant, the flower oh, with, okay. I've, I've never done that. But see, this is why you're an expert and you know, <laughs> I'm still a fan and I'm learning. I'm a student, but that's hey. such a cool thing. And I can see Mike and be real, really knowing that kind of stuff. But I just, man, I just love weed, you know, and I, I, I typically, uh, don't do it at the same time because I usually do it outside. So I, 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 I kind of do it throughout the day, but, uh, and I don't smoke inside here. Uh, so I don't normally, and if I'm at a party where we can smoke inside and I can actually do it at the same time, then that's cool. But that doesn't normally happen. Uh, okay. in, in most life situations, I kind of do one and then I come inside and then I, I, you know, I pick up my glass and I sip. So, uh, I mostly do it like that, but I can see some of the, the the pairings match so well, and I'm actually looking forward to doing that. some homework, some homework yeah, for, for a later that. date. Yeah, I like it. So let's let's get into uh, to okay. class A then. All right, I got this my is pen and uh, notes. Pretty pretty deep on the nose. Pretty smoky. <laughs> oh yeah. I know which one this is already. Yeah, that's pretty. It's a, stands out pretty solid. Have you heard the saying that you kiss mezcal and you sip tequila? I have not. I like that though. It's very yeah. Uh, in Mexico, that's when um, an agave expert was uh, talking to me, and he was saying, you know, Jose, you you kiss mezcal. And you sip tequila. So meaning when you're drinking mezcal, it's you're taking it in smaller volumes. You're kissing it. And then and then you get a little bit of the of the liquid, the little bit of the nectar, the juice. For for tequila, you would sip it. So you take more than a kiss, you know? And, and that's a, actually a really cool way to do it because mezcal is so there's so much going on with mezcal. Yeah. And so taking it in smaller volume is Better, but this this tastes really smooth, man. And it could kill your palate too if you're in a if you're doing like a competition tasting, and you ha and you have mezcal in the um 
at the top, um, you you know you could very well kill your palate to taste like some finer whiskeys uh, because it's all that smoke will still be on there. So when you I love, I like this one, dude. Yeah, this is. Um, I would like this to be, uh, you know, make some kind of a cocktail punch out of this or something. Yep, um, pineapple juice on mm. with or uh, cranberry something. I don't know. I I've been told to mix mezcalas. I always just kiss it. I haven't, but I do enjoy mezcal drinks now at the mm-hmm. Mexican restaurants that we go to. I like over the last year two years i've been ordering more uh mezcal cocktails because here at the house i don't have that i'm just always sipping the 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 stuff straight but uh, i like to explore and have different uh flavor profiles and find out oh that tasted good with mezcal and oh that tastes really good so uh, my wife's not a big fan of mezcal and so that's why we're always going through añejos but um I'm trying to get her into mezcal. This is really good stuff. This is smooth. This is not hard at all. Some mezcals can be hard. This is really easy to drink. It's that clear mezcal, the Los uh, Misterios or something with the with the mm-hmm. character on the bottle, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Siete Misterios. Mm-hmm. Is that Seven Mysteries? So, you know what's um, what's really cool? There it is, Yeah. Uh, Fred is, you know, I'm sure, you know, maybe your audience knows, but, you know, the difference between mezcal and tequila, I don't think people really know the real difference. Yeah. Yeah, there is, uh, there is a, um, I think tequila has done a very good job of, um, you know, telling its story in, in years, in the, in the past couple of years. And they've done a brilliant Mexico's done a brilliant job of protecting agave. Um, you know, I have never I have not seen a country band so well together over a spirit. Like for those, you know, don't know, like there was a shortage of a good uh, there's a fear of a shortage of agave. And um basically all the tequila producers, the government, everyone, all the farmers, just all in. Like, how can we protect this? And they, and they basically started making sure that agave was planted in the right places, and it was amazing. You know, there was still a, a shortage for a lot of companies of agaves. Man, a lot of the prices for añejos have gone up in the last two years, especially in the last year. Um, I mean, even our Riazul Añejo went up like a lot of money. It used to be 55, 60 bucks. Now they're $80 a barrel. I mean, a bottle. So, it, yeah, there has been a, a shortage. But agave takes eight years to grow, to mature. Yeah. So it's like you can't just – it's not like weed, you know, where it takes a few months to get a fully mature plant nowadays with hydroponics and everything. With It, it grows outside, and it takes eight years for a plant to mature and then – it goes through the process of either becoming tequila or mis- I mean, tequila, if it's a blue Weber agave plant. Um, and yeah, or, and then the other types of agave are, are mezcal. And that's a, a good point right there, Fred, is, you know, tequila only comes from one type of agave. And there's yeah. 400 types, you know, but there's one type that is made for tequila. It's the blue Weber agave. That's all you can use for tequila. Mezcal, you can use 399 other ones. And that's the difference in fluctuation of price once you get into really expensive mezcal. That's because it takes 20 years for that agave plant to mature. So 
I mean, it takes 20 years to get a bottle. Of course, it's going to be expensive. So yeah. uh, that's the beauty of, of, of agave and the science behind all that stuff. And it, it's a beautiful plant, man. I love the agave. In Mexico, there's only five states that can illegally grow or say that they make tequila. It used to be only one state, and Mexico opened it up to four more states um, in Mexico where you can legally say this is tequila. Or else if it comes from another state, it's got to be called something else. So uh, it can't be called tequila legally. Yeah, and and like I was saying, like Mexico has really, they've done a good job um, with both protecting tequila, like they've, there's been a few uh, American producers make uh, agave spirits and they've gotten, gotten, try to get clever with the use of uh, calling it tequila or something, but they've been on it pretty quickly and. Yep. And and I think they're they they've done a good job of, you know, planting future agave and making sure it's getting grown where it needs to be grown. So yep. that shortage yeah, is there. Board. Yeah. There's there's a whole um a tequila board in Mexico. I forgot what it's called, but it's an official, you know, country organization that monitors and controls tequila production and and fights for it to remain a Mexican tradition and spirit. So yeah, there's a there's a lot there's a lot involved with that. A lot of politics too, man. Uh, and there's a lot of and Mexico too. I mean, it's it's corrupt too in a lot of ways. So yeah. there's all that as well. But but they it, are seem, doing it seems a great like job. it seems like tequila is not that might be the one place that it's not as corrupt as other areas like. Visibly to most people, yes, but I've also, you know, uh, been to Mexico a bunch and and I've heard different stories from owners of of companies and stuff. So, um, you know, yes. And, and, you know, there's stuff that we don't know. Well, yeah. One of my favorite stories is Fortaleza. Like they can't, you know, like they lost their family uh, name and use. And and so they came out with Fortaleza. And uh, that's that's my favorite tequila. Um, I love Fortaleza. Dude, you know, there was a famous mess up, Fred. This is for all the real big tequila connoisseurs that are watching your show. A couple of years ago, uh, Fortaleza, they were working on an extra añejo. And what they did is that they accidentally mixed their extra añejo batch with their añejo batch and sold it uh, in a particular batch that they had released on accident and you can visibly see the the the, the color of the mm-hmm. juice is different uh, from one añejo fortaleza to another one that's the regular kind and it became a collector's item and the liquor stores that knew that they had this special sh- um bottles they put them back behind in, in the back and only collectors that came up and asked for it they would sell it but yeah dude it was a big mix-up and fortaleza released an extra añejo mixed with their añejo on accident <laughs> i still have that bottle i will not freaking finish it no way i was supposed to we we should go down there together uh, i was in touch with the uh with the owners and i was supposed to go down to mexico with them um, I, I was tasting their tequila on the Today Show and I was like, you know, I need to get down there. You know, I love your tequila. Yeah. I'm always talking about Dude, they're, it. They're so. great. Uh, that's a great company. They do a lot of those type of uh, tours and inviting mm-hmm. guests and stuff like the um, 
the spirits manager of the place where I get most of my tequila uh, in, in Costa Mesa, he works with Fortaleza guys as well. And they do a lot of things where they uh, send those people out there to spend yeah. some time so that they can come back and educate their customers. So they're a really good company to do that kind of stuff with. And I will definitely take you up on that offer, dude. I love Fortaleza. Come yeah, let's on. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I'm in. Already- I can help you. Do, do, do you speak Spanish, Fred? I speak, uh, I, I was getting some work in, uh, I, I did a lot of work in Spain when I was in wine and I was learning Castilian Spanish and, uh, I've, that's I mean, proper, that's real shit. That's, and that's I didn't, real stuff right there. <laughs> and now it's not, I, I don't, I didn't retain it. Uh, but now I'll help you when we go to Mexico, I got your back, dude. I'm I love it in Spanish. Yeah. Well, I know, I know that, um, when the food in Mexico Mexico is pro- it's between Italy and Mexico for my favorite food country. Like I could just there could just be like a random stand uh that's you know being held up by like cinder blocks and I would rather eat that food than any fine dining restaurant in New York. And Amen, know, brother. I love food in Mexico. It's amazing. Yeah. So I've already jumped to Glass B and this is oh, a I, I haven't this is uh, you taste this one and let's break this one down together okay. because I'm I am fascinated with this flavor profile. There's a this is glass B is a whatever is in this okay. glass it's a story. You know, this is a story in a glass. Okay, let me let me let me do this. Let me Oh man. Yeah, this this definitely smells different. This this has got to be that. Let me see. This is probably that añejo mezcal that you were showing That's me. That's what I think it is. Or yeah. Wow, Fred. This is my first time having a añejo mezcal. Wow. I've never ever had an añejo mezcal, and so. For your viewers, añejo means aged in Spanish. So usually añejo for tequilas are a year and up is when it becomes an añejo. Six to nine to 12 months is a reposado. No aging in any barrels is a blanco. Uh, So I I, I assume that mezcal has the same sort of category. This, this This is probably aged a year in some sort of barrel uh, yeah. and there's all these different types of barrels that companies use they mix and match they mm-hmm. do combinations they have like one 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 month in this type of barrel and then you know 11 months in this type i mean there's all these mind-blowing combinations but i so wonder what this is this is one year and my my estimation my guess is that they're probably doing used bourbon barrels they don't have the barrel called out but there is wow there this, is yeah a, this doesn't a coconut like a like a coconut yeah uh, like a raw like cracked open raw coconut note and this it's like mind-blowing to me it is i can smell that yeah this is not as rough as a as a mezcal could be for certain people there's there's very little smoke, but I can, it's it's smooth. This is a mm-hmm. good kissing mezcal. Wow, I never thought I would really enjoy. I, I kind of you know when you drink mezcal, you're expecting that smoke. You're expecting mm-hmm. that 
that strong element to be there, but it's not here for this. Uh, yeah. But and it smells kind of like a blanco, doesn't it? Smell like a blanco tequila. It it is. Um, it's and and we could you know we could reveal these results and find out this is one of the tequilas. That's I mean you just don't know, but yeah, I I, I, I think this is. I think it I think is, the, is mezcal, the mezcal, but yeah, it does nose a lot like a tequila, man. Mm -hmm. So wow. So when we when we look at like the state of uh, of heavy metal, you got Anthrax on their fortieth year. Um, Amen. You know, Love them so you've much. Got... One of my favorite bands, my, my very first metal band that I saw was Anthrax open up for Iron Maiden, uh, and I was a junior in high school. I love it. I mean, I listen to Anthrax all the time. Like I, that is, it is by far one of my favorite bands. I've become friends with with Scott Ian. He's a big whiskey nerd. Yes, um, he is. Well, and, Anthrax just put out that collaboration with Hill Crest. Rock. Yeah, yeah, that's Hill right. Rock, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and they did a few different expressions of that. Got it right uh, here. And so there you go. <laughs> yeah. And Motorhead worked with the same company as well on some uh, bourbon. I, I, I have that here at the house. Yeah, um, of course. But you yeah. know, Lemmy, of course, did nothing but drink Jack Daniels. Um, yep. So like that, you know, whiskey, whiskey, tequila, you know, all, all these things are to me are like hardcore metal. You know, it's part, it's a part of the, uh, it's part of the culture and that's what, and I've always, I've always been uh, a metal fan. I've, I've been a metal fan since I was knee high and could see straight. And I, and I like, I like all music, but my, my jam is metal and I, good um, man. And it's always, and people when I tell people that, they're like, oh, man, you don't look like a guy who likes heavy metal. I'm like, you know, go to Wall Street and pull up some of those people's, like, uh, playlists. You'll see. You know, I, yeah. I, I hate I hate the uh, stereotypes that people have when it comes to music. I really do. It happens to I've, – I've met so many people that come up to me and are like, you wouldn't know, but I'm a metalhead. And it's yeah. like – and metal comes in all – shapes and sizes and it, it, there is no way to really tell uh but i do know that metal is universally loved by professionals by all walks of life and uh metal is also a nerd type of music and you're a nerd fred when it comes yep. to your spirits you're an expert you've made a career out of that stuff i'm a nerd when it comes to metal music and this is i'm blessed to have this as a career but metal is i have one a good friend of mine who's a um, cardiovascular surgeon and that's all he does is listen to heavy freaking metal when he's operating and doing all these important life-saving operations and surgeries and stuff so uh yeah, metal comes in all shapes and sizes. I'm never surprised by anyone who loves metal because I've seen it all. I, but it, yeah, it's it is. Uh, so, have you seen Metal Lords yet? Have you seen this, this yes, movie? Yes, I just did, Fred. I just did this past weekend. I loved it so much. Oh, your friend Scott Ian is in. Yeah, it. he's in. Well, I watched yeah. it and I was like, why isn't Jose in this? I'm yeah, gonna, well, I know, know. we got to do. Yeah, that that's that's a, that's a crime right there. I'm a little upset, but maybe part two or something. Uh, but I don't know Tom Morello. I need to. I need to. I met him. He knows who I am. He knows I'm the metal guy at Sirius, but he hasn't really. We haven't really bonded. 
So I know he had a lot to do with that film. And our friend of mine that I've done a bunch of interviews with, uh, Joe Magdaleno, the actor who yeah. plays the um, the therapist, he's a huge metalhead. And he was actually a um, guest hosting on the Mandatory Metallica channel that I was programming uh, a year or so ago. Oh, that's cool. And, he was, and he's on the show. So and it was great to see him in Metal Lords. Yeah, I loved it, dude, the way... The, they reference all the bands, the way they reference the allegiance to metal and how how it's a religion. It's a lifestyle. It's not just yeah. um, a music that someone likes. It's something that people just, just surround themselves with, just like what I've done. I got the word metal tattooed on my stomach. It took eight and a half hours, Fred. It's massive. <laughs> but I wanted to if, – if I didn't put it on my face – I, I needed it to be somewhere else very big on my body. And that's how much I love this music and worship it. And it's cool to see a movie reflect that passion for the music. And it's a great movie for anyone to see that's young, uh, that's getting into this music, maybe starting yeah. to play some instruments. Uh, I, I think it's a great movie. Uh, I'm so happy that it was really cool because I was afraid that it might be kind of cheesy, maybe making fun of our genre, the yeah. bands, the fans, but it did it. It was respectful and it was very, very, very cool. It made me emotional, Fred, watching it. Like all the metal references, my wife was telling me to shut up and sit down when I was standing up and being like, oh my God, look at oh, Rob Halford, Kirk Hammett's got in, what? <laughs> and she's like, sit down, you know, and I'm, I get so excited. So yeah, great movie. I'm glad that you brought that up. And, and they totally like... You know, I don't want to do a spoiler here, but when they did the the catastrophe and the battle of the bands and like all the leading up to that, it's like that's exactly how it would go down too. You know the yes, uh, you know metal. Like I remember, this was uh, when when I my show first started. My biggest guest within the first three months was Clown from Slipknot. Yes, and. I, and when I was when I was going to book other people for my show, I I would lead with that, and and I had someone say like, yeah, you sh- you probably shouldn't do that. I'm like, why? Well, you know, because you know they wear masks, and you're not gonna get you're not gonna get an actor. I'm like, fuck that, clown. You know, those as like as like I first of all, the Slipknot audience will be will will f- listen to my show twenty times more than whatever you know, whatever, whatever other celebrities audience will. And I, I just, I just, I hate like how, like the mainstream, like, you know, the pop culture, uh, the, not to say he will, but the Justin Bieber kind of like society just disrespects or doesn't give, give like, um, you know, hard rock metal, like the kind of like respect or credence that it really deserves in the, in the mainstream. And I thought that movie did a, excellent job showing both sides of that i agree and you know part of my life goal is to bring metal to the masses to put a positive loving 
you know, twist on it and to make it cool and to get people excited about it. So uh, I'm trying just like the Metal Lords movie is I'm trying every day to get new recruits, you know, young and, and old. Been, I don't care. You've been an army of one for 22 years, my friend. Yeah. You know, yeah, now, I'm try- dude, I'm not stopping, Fred. I'm not. This is, my, this is my life, dude. It's too late, dude. I got metal tattooed all across my stomach, dude. I'm, it's too late for me. I'm, I'm past that. My parents thought it was going to be a phase, too. They were like, oh, he'll grow out of this. And no, I never did. I Sorry, love that. Mom and dad. Yeah. Well, uh, let's go to okay. Glass C now. Okay. I got it. Okay. My this go- is. My goodness. This is a nice. This is C, if you can see it there. I love this. I love the presentation again, dude. So, so cool, dude. So impressed. All right, here we go. I always like to coat my glass. Do you coat oh. your glass, Fred? It depends on, on, the, on the spirit, but what I will do is like yeah. I will swirl it. I'm a big swirler, okay. so I'll just be like here like doing swirl. that yeah. and like I having like a conversation. And, and I like to get that oil slick, you mm-hmm. know, on that on that glass so that way you can see how thick it is especially with some of the extra añejos and the añejos. I love seeing that oil line and then putting my nose into the glass. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly ah, right. And the oils. And then getting, yeah. And the oils, like you can tell, you can, the oils will always like trace uh, similarly. So you, yep. can ki- you can kind of like uh, get an idea of what the, what the brand is just by like how they, how the legs kind of trickle. Okay. This is definitely a tequila. This is um, this is one, probably that repo that you showed me first, I think. Oh, man. But, uh, or one of the repos. This might be the... Uh, mm, hold on. This is really peppery. I really like this. This might be that first one that you showed me. Uh, uh, the first reposado, the dos, I think. I don't know if it's the El Tesoro special single barrel, um, but I, I, it's, it's, I think it's one of those two. But this is good. This is smooth. See, we don't normally drink a lot of reposados in the house because my wife is – she just loves añejo or extra añejos. But mm. we're always sipping on añejo. So happy wife, happy life, Fred. It's It's tough. Um, cause I want to do more things, but she's just like, I like this. I'm like, okay, honey. So, but I like that she <laughs> sips on this stuff too, because she doesn't smoke weed really. And I'm such a freaking weed guy. So at least she, you know, we share in our, you got her, of, yeah, of, you got of, her in tequila. the, you got her in the groove. You know, my wife Gotta is, uh, my wife's a big tequila fan. She's a big whiskey fan. And, um, you know, fortunately I, she's also a big rum fan, but fortunately I get, I get a lot of access to bottles, but you know, one, a couple times, like I'll travel and I'll come back and like one of the really nice bottles that we would sip together and savor will be gone. She'll just like crush it while I'm out of town or something. And I'm like, why'd you do that? (laughs) It's way, way, it's crazy. My wife, Fred is a heavy pourer. You know, I pour because I'm by this stuff. So I'm the one that's paying for it. Right. So I'm like, you know, I come home and I have a new bottle and then she'll be like, oh, you know, I'll pour the first one and then the next one she'll pour. It's like, you know, on the next clock. I'm like, hey, 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 
this that's 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 expensive. That's an expensive bottle. Most so like, hey, don't don't pour that heavy. And she's like, oh, whatever. But it's like, because she's not paying for it, Fred. Right. I am, dude. So I'm the one that when I pull out that card and I'm like, oh, damn, this is expensive, man. And, and, you know, that's how it is. But that's how it is. But I don't I don't I don't gamble. I don't go to strip clubs. I don't buy clothes. You know, I don't do anything else but just buy weed and tequila. So I mean, it's a good life. Uh, You know, also, I was thinking like we're. (laughs) Here we are both complaining about our wives. I'm thinking I can yeah. just completely rebrand this show and just bring on men and like us complain about our wives and then still, yeah, yeah. you know, that but, have them not, but have them not know that we're doing this. Exactly. <laughs> I know she's not, I know my wife's not listening, so I'm in good shape yeah. there. <laughs> my wife's, she's upstairs. She's busy. She barely pays attention to me. So it's all good. <laughs> Does she listen to you when you're on the air? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife doesn't won't even doesn't even read my books. So like, yeah. No, yeah, dude. My wife, if I had a shirt, you know, like a cool Jose Mangan, she, she wouldn't even wear it. No, <laughs> not my dude. My kids, dude, they're not. I that keeps you that keeps us humble, though, yeah, right, friend? Right? Like yeah. our family can give a, a crap about what we do. They don't care. It's like, oh, I was just hanging out with Ozzy and Jesus today, you know, and they're like, yeah, whatever. You know, like, okay, <laughs> no, you don't care, like, but no, they don't. My my eight year old gets on my YouTube channel and he says, "Well, Dad, you don't have very many followers." I'm like, "Wow, mm. thanks, thanks, son." Mm. Yeah, my my daughter was competing with me on TikTok, and she was like, "I have more TikTok followers than you. I have on Instagram." I'm like, "Instagram's a lot harder, girl." And yeah, whatever. Get out of here with your TikToks. Get out of here. That you is know, true, so, though. They someone did yeah. a, someone did a like uh, a diagram of like you know like equaling out the uh, TikTok versus like YouTube and all that. YouTube's the hardest one to get a follower. Uh, Instagram a second. No one cares about Twitter, you know. Then Facebook uh, and then TikTok. Like you can have like a million TikTok followers, and that equates to like I think a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand Instagram followers. Okay, so, well that's, that's I didn't know the formula, the but math. yeah, she she was a, a big TikToker for a very long time. So she even got recognized. She now she's almost nineteen, but you know, years ago she'd be recognized in malls and stuff. I'm like, what? What? Wow. What is this? This is you, crazy. You trained her. You trained her well. Well, she's a singer now, uh, Fred. Our our eighteen year old is a singer. That's what she wants to do. And our youngest is sixteen, and she wants to be the president. So uh, nice. she's gonna be. She wants to go to an Ivy League school. So uh, we got our our hands full with her, man. But something kind of fun, Fred, too. Um, our family is gonna be on Family Feud. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, oh. dude, we're gonna. Uh, we got. We applied. We did the interview. Uh, they loved us. They played the game with us on Zoom. And uh, we're gonna, they're going to fly us out in June or July to Atlanta to be on the Family Feud. That's awesome. Will, will you have Steve Harvey? Yeah. Will he be the guy there? Yeah, Steve Harvey is going to be the host. And oh, I'm going to give awesome. him some really good weed from California. Uh, I don't care what he says. I'm just going to be like, here's a gift. I love you, Steve. You know, and, <laughs> and we're going to win, Fred. We're going to freaking win. We're going to win till they kick us off, man. I we're love gonna it. We're going to dominate. The, the other family is going to be so intimidated by our energy and our freaking, we're going to be like, yeah, yeah, just going out. And, and the other family is going to be like, oh, my God. It's going to be psychological warfare when we're on Family Feud, Fred. 
I love it. Hopefully, you get a yeah. medal category. I mean, you're winning that one all. Uh, uh, dude, probably not, man. But you know, whatever, dude. I'm. I, we love the family feud. We've been watching forever. I, we're gonna. We're gonna kill it, man. My I sister's gotcha. super nervous, but we're gonna kill it, and we're gonna win some money for Ava's uh, Ivy League school education. Right on, man. <laughs> That's the plan. I'm manifesting it right now. By God, this is well, good you're stuff. going to have Whiskey Nation and Tequila Nation rooting for you too. Yes, I know. Thank you. I love that, Fred. All right, what else do we got here? So we got ah. glass. We got to get the glass D, and then we have to choose yep. a champion. Okay. Shit. Here, let me drink a little water. <laughs> How are we on time? You good? Good. Yeah, I have a. Uh, I do have. I do have a. Um, I'm on the radio in a little bit, but so I, and I have to drive there still. Okay, so yeah, we, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's so we'll not, not really drive. It's right down. I don't have. To, don't worry, I'm not doing this and then getting on. And the by road, the way, okay? for those who have well, not been watching, that. Jose has just been taking little kisses this whole time. Yeah, I love to sip, dude. I always tried, Fred. The thing when I when I pour glasses for my friends and and family and strangers, people always tend to shoot it. It's like no, yeah. I have to always explain. Every time, and I sound like a broken record, I'm yeah. like, we're sipping this. We're not shooting this, okay? And then I have to make sure that I don't shoot this. This is really good. I want you to taste this. So I'm, it's a battle that I'm constantly fighting for people to sip these uh, glasses of tequila that I give them and not shoot it. This is not shooting tequila. None of these bottles here that you presented to me today are shooting tequilas. These are all sippers or kissers. Yeah, and I think glass okay, so D. This is, glass D. See, if, I'm, me, if I'm breaking this one down, uh, this one has like some really, really rich, um, really rich pepper and vanilla and. And it's mm, a lot of I earth. taste the vanilla, yeah. Man, this tastes like it's it's that other reposado. I mean, it's one of the, the last two C and D are the rep are the reposados for sure. This might be the El El Tesoro. I think it is. This might be the El Tesoro. Because it's really good. Mm. It kind of smells like a like a whiskey, a bourbon, doesn't it? Like a it's got it? it's got bourbon, it's got some bourbon love to it. That's for sure. And you can see like I can it's, definitely it, smell it. There's there's a that vanilla that's that vanilla note, you know, coming from that barrel. Uh, I love vanilla notes in my tequilas, man. Reposados, añejos. That's some of my favorite notes besides metal notes. <laughs> love it. So I'm going. I think I'm going to go back to um, glass B here uh, for me to choose the the champion. It's going to be between B and D. I really like D a uh, lot. I, I have a clear winner. Clear you? winner. Yeah. Okay. All right. Clear winner. And and remember what I always have every single day because I drink tequila, Fred. Every single day. I don't there, – there might be a day that I, I go, but even if it's just a little glass, mm -hmm. a little glass, just a little bit, I'll have at least one a day. It's That's the truth. That's why you know? you're so fit. <laughs> well, tequila is also an antioxidant. If you sip on tequila, you won't have a hangover the next morning. It's a pure uh, spirit. It's so good. It's so clean. And it's it's kind of like an upper as well. It's not a downer. 
and stuff. So I, I, I like that. I'm always, you know, up and doing shit and mm-hmm. doing metal shows or whatever. So tequila has been is my spirit. And plus the fact that I just love my heritage and I love my culture and I love I'm from the border of Mexico. So okay. I was raised nine blocks from the fence. So wow. as I grew older and I got into tequila, it became sort of a thing to to embrace my heritage and my culture more. And uh, my, my grandfather is from Jalisco, the state mm. where tequila was yeah. created and, and only it came from Jalisco forever up until recently. So uh, I felt I felt like I had I had it in my roots and in my genes. So, uh, yeah, this is another just a cool thing to to embrace the, the culture. And uh, I love being Mexican-American, man. And, and tequila is a Cheers part of to that, that, my friend. Yeah. Fuck. So, yeah, dude. Cheers to that. What What is your favorite uh, of this year? Okay, my favorite out of the four Fred Minnick tasting bottles that I got, I'm going to say my favorite is easily D. Ah, me too. D, yeah, this was my absolute favorite. It tasted like a great Añejo tequila. It it, it had the same notes that I love in my Añejos, and that's what I drink every single day. So as soon as I had this, my brain was like, you know, ding, 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 ding. D was an easy, clear winner. So D, are you ready? You want to know what D was? Yeah. Yeah. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Legal Mezcal Anejo. Oh, my God. <laughs> that that was D. I remember I said, like, it tastes, it tastes like more like a tequila, then it did mezcal to me. Remember that? Oh, I said that at the top. Oh my God, Fred, that's crazy. So that means that my means B, which we what? thought B was the mezcal, and that was actually Dos Primos uh, Reposado. So, oh my God, dude, <laughs> I'm so off, Fred. <laughs> well, I was off too, man. Don't feel bad. And then C, oh, C was El Tesoro. Oh my! Well, okay, we said we said it was going to be one of the reposados, so yeah, we, I was I said it was either one of those. Man, I was off with B and D so hard. But we were both right on A with the uh, being the, the the mezcal. Yep. Yeah, being the Hoven mezcal. So, wow! And my wife just walked into the garage here. We were talking about you a bunch. She said, she said, I I wish I had your job. I have your job. (laughs) (laughs) I got a good gig. I got a good gig. Yeah. Fred and I, you can't get mad at us, babe. So she's she's mad over here, Fred. Well, you know, you have to share, you have to share with her a little bit, but uh, how shocked are you? you. How shocked are you that uh, D was uh, the champion? I I have to buy it. Please show show it to me again because I've seen the bottle. I've seen it at, at my store. I'm going to have to buy this now. Musa, I just had a mezcal añejo. Eligar añejo. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'm buying it. I've seen that bottle. I've seen it. I've never bought it. Now I'm buying it. It was my favorite out of the four tasting here. Okay. 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 Well, it's on, Fred. Wow, dude. You look, at, look how you introduced me to something, <laughs> and it was clearly my number one favorite. Yeah, and it's, it's great. It's really, really great. And uh, I know you got a show to go do. I feel embarrassed, though, dude. 
I feel a little embarrassed that I, I I was completely off with B and D. Well, and see that's that's the thing that a lot of these uh, mezcal companies are doing is that they are they're getting away from big smoke, you know. So they're they're sliding into a little bit of, you know, into all that uh, tequila territory, with the exception of like Pachuga, which has the you know chicken and the part of the fermentation. I and love that pechuga mezcal, by the you way. Like That's that? my favorite type of me- – I love the pechuga mezcal. Yeah. We have a bottle. Actually, Melissa, is. that's the one thing that she'll sip on, kiss on, is the mezcal pechuga, going, uh, va- you know, the vapors going through the chicken breast. Such a cool, crazy story and how that happens and how yeah. somebody that nuts came up with that process. But it tastes really good, really creamy. Yeah, I, and I think I I think there's there's room on the bar for both if you're a agave fan and um, I, to I me, agree. it's you know it's analogous to rye bur- rye whiskey and bourbon. So, but um, Jose, look, it's just great to have you on. It was uh, a great tell hang, Fred. Tell Thank everybody you, how they can find you. Where can they go follow you and uh, what channels yeah. they should be listening to. Uh, I am on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Cameo. It's at Jose Mangi, just my name. And I'm on 12 hours a day on Liquid Metal, Channel 40, and Octane, Channel 37 on Sirius XM, Monday through Friday. Um, uh, lead curator and lead host for all those rock channels. And I'll be hosting all of Danny's festivals this year as well. So you'll see me in person. Uh, and I can't wait to see you. Are you going to any of Danny's festivals of besides uh, Bourbon? And be- Bourbon, are you going to be a lot of the life? Oh, uh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good, dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to hang out there, dude. That's going to be a great, cool rendezvous with you, Fred, in Kentucky this September. I'm looking forward to that, brother. Right on, man. Well, it's great hanging out with you. Have a Thank have a cheers, wonderful dude. rest of the day. And, uh, you know, to the next tequila or mezcal. Cheers, my friend. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Fred. Thank you very much, man. Honored <laughs> to be on your show, brother. Right on. Be safe. Vodka sucks. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Jose Mangan. What a great dude. Just love uh, hanging out with him. I can't look. I look forward to uh, hanging out with him again uh, very soon. Just uh, just one of those guys that you, you root for and you listen to. And I can't wait to see him on Family Feud. That is going to be epic. I cannot wait. That's going to be so cool. I've, I haven't watched Family Feud in ages. But uh, Jose is going to own that moment. His whole family is. So you all take care now. Thanks for tuning in. However you listen to this, be so kind and give us some love. Give us a review and however you get your podcast. But that's going to do it for this week, folks. Be safe out there. And remember, take care of one another. Cheers. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey, by Michter's, and by Heaven Hill Brands. For more information about Fred's books, articles, podcasts, and more, just go to fredminnick.com. Stream the biggest movies and TV shows for free on Pluto TV. Watch movies like Titanic and G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra, plus TV shows like CSI and Star Trek The Next Generation. Starting this month, check out the 24-7 Stargate channel exclusively on Pluto TV, plus hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows absolutely free. Download the free Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start watching today.